0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, you hear that?
1: That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Oh, look at what did we just see? Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy-to-use app and convenient betting locations district-wide. Online, in-app, or in-person – Get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly.
0: What's better than this, guys? Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino and Keith Sanchez. We're from the Draft Network. Chris Schubert's also here floating around as a producer of this thing, also from the Draft Network. And we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information and news. They have everything you can imagine. They've got football's futures, Major League Baseball. I was with Keith a few weeks ago in Dallas, and my guy was watching the NBA Summer League, so you can bet on that if you want to over at Bet Online. Super easy to use website. Check it out on your desktop or your mobile device. And if you do, if you sign up today, we'll give you a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to get started. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Keith Sanchez, my guy, co-host today. Kyle Krabs out of the way. Keith Sanchez is here, and I got to start off by saying Happy National. Moon Day to you. Fifty-three years ago today, Neil Armstrong stepped onto the moon, and so it is now National Moon Day. Welcome to the podcast, Keith.
2: National Moon Day, man. I I thought I was. I thought I came on when it was like National Tequila Day or National Vodka Day. (laughs) Man, I I got National Moon Day. I, I, I guess right. Like that's just one
0: of those you just throw your arms up and you say, "I guess." Keith. Some some people might say that that was a pretty significant thing that that people went to the moon. But my guy's hoping for you know Bourbon Day. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I it just the way it worked out. July 20th. I could have went with National Lollipop Day, but we went with Moon Day to celebrate 53rd anniversary of getting to the moon. We're not here to talk about the moon or lollipops or or alcohol for that for that matter. We're here to talk about the TDN Summer Top 25. As you guys know, we've been working hard this summer, scouting the entire country, and we've delivered our initial top 25 players entering the 2022 season, of course, for the 2023 NFL Draft. And, and Keith, man, of this top 25, you got nine of them in your region. We had we had DP on yesterday. He only had three. I had four. You're claiming nine of the top 25 players at it. Today and of course the number one overall player, the consensus number one player, Will Anderson, edge out of Alabama. Keith, does Will Anderson live up to the hype? Is is he you know is he that dude? He's the the clear cut number one prospect in the country entering the season.
2: Yeah, so I remember watching um, one of the broadcasts. <clears throat> last year and they you know they they compared will anderson and one guy you know sometimes they throw out the like the, the corny phrases and stuff and it was like man this guy's the terminator and <laughs> i was like okay here we go right and then I cut on the film this summer, and I have to be honest, man. I, I agree with the corny phrase. He, he's a Terminator. He just – anything on his side of the football, he demolishes. I'm talking about if he's lined on the, the, the offensive left side, so the left tackle, left guard, center, he's just demolishing that whole thing. So um, he, he's the Terminator. That's, that's the name I'm rolling with. Um, you know, everything, all the accomplishments and accolades that he gets – I think that he deserves it, man. It's it's, it's a very unique approach that, you know, Alabama puts him in. They, They put him in this kind of attacking style, right? Like, he's not really too much concerned about setting the edge and playing with great technique. It's just him, 250 pounds. Um, you know running full steam ahead and make sure you get to the ball carrier and on the way to the ball carrier uh, you know demolish a couple things in your way so man it's, it's definitely a, a technique that I've grown to appreciate but yeah it's, it, everything is is much warranted.
0: Universal scheme fit Keith or is this a, a player that projects more favorably to certain defenses than other I mean let's face it maybe you're a fan of a team that's gonna be picking early right may have the number one pick in the draft should you be concerned that he's gonna be a fit for your team or is this a universal guy
2: man so it, i think it depends at the end of the day right like it's, it's one of those things where are you gonna are you trying to find the perfect fit for him or do you just want a, a damn good football player on your team if you if, if the baseline is a damn good football player on your team then it's like you know what take him right? <laughs> you're talking about 6'4", 250, high-motor demolishes everything, bullies the offensive lineman. But if you're looking for that perfect fit to where you're like, you know what, I want to take this guy and what is his best projection to become a Hall of Fame-type talent, then I think his best spot is probably a 3-4 outside guy, right? So if you run a 3-4 scheme, if you run that odd front, he's a guy um, I, I think he'll thrive in that position. But, um, you know, you, you see that he he has the ability to play some 4-3 defensive end. I just think his best spot is that 3-4 outside linebacker position.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, that was kind of where I thought you would go with that. But based on the conversations that you and I have had, I get excited about him as like a 4-3 Leo type player where you just have him crash, crash, explode, blow shit up. Sorry, Chris, you're going to have to put a label on this podcast. But I mean, that's the kind of emotion that this player invokes. Uh, so that's where I could see him, you know, being able to help with an even front defense. If, I don't you know if you're. No, I was
2: gonna Go say ahead. I don't mind it either. Like just, just I yeah. like that phrase. And Chris about to have to do it again. I might put that in his player report. Just crash, crash, blow shit up because that's exactly what he <laughs> does. <right? laughs> well,
0: let's let's talk about uh, the number one corner on our board, and that is. It's not, a, excuse me, number one receiver. I meant to say receiver. Number one receiver on our board right now. It's not Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's not Jordan Addison. It's it's Keishon Butte, wide receiver out of LSU. And, and Keith, obviously very familiar with the LSU program, uh, was there for several years, had a big part in assembling that 2019, you know, one of the best uh, college football teams we've ever seen. And so I know that you're familiar with this player, uh, you think uh But is, is a player that uh, could finish as the number one receiver in the draft?
2: I think it's gonna I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I think it's gonna to be tough. I think right now us having him number one, I think it's warranted, right? Because we've watched the film, we've watched Keyshawn Butte, we've watched Jackson Smith and Jigbo, you know, we watched the rest of those guys. So having Kaisan Butte um, you know, there, slot at number one, I feel comfortable about that right now, but you know, I questioning it comes from JSN, right? Like, what does he do in an Ohio State offense with CJ Stroud, and how he's, you know, able just to get volume, I guess, catches. Um, and then on the opposite side, you have KeShawn Butte, where I think this whole LSU program is a big question mark, right? Like, who's going to be the quarterback? How's the offensive line play going to be? Are they going to be a run-heavy team? And just how, you know, how many catches is he going to get? Um, will he be able to play a complete season? So, I think that that's going to be, you know, kind of the the conversation piece around Keyshawn Butte. But speaking about him as a player, man, you're talking about um, an extremely talented athlete, right? Like coming out of high school into college, this was a track guy, run won um, state track meets, um, and then came in his freshman season. I believe he set the SEC freshman receiving record in the last game of the season against Ole Miss. So he just gave you a glimpse into – who he could be, right? And then he came into last season, had a really high start. I believe he was leading the the entire country. He was tied for first in receiving touchdowns before he got injured. So, you know, we're talking about a guy that um, in his limited amount of time Flash pure dominance from the wide receiver position. So um, watching the film, I think that's why we came up to, you know, that synopsis, right? That when this guy's on the field, he's a damn good football player. And, you know, you may have questions about Jackson Smith and Jigba's speed, but we don't get that with Keishon Booth. Like you see on the film, like this guy just flat out runs away from everybody. So I, I think for us and, you know, for where we're at in this process, I think it's, it's warranted.
0: Now, Elias Ricks, corner out of Alabama, our number eight player, part of your region. Um, he's, he, you know, I, I remember the presentation that you did on him, and he sounds like a really high-end talent, but might have some scheme specificity to him. What what can you tell us about Elias Ricks as we introduce the premier talent in the country to the listeners?
2: Yeah, so I, I think... You you pegged it right right like from from my from my presentation I think you got the correct um, summary of what I was trying to give off is that this is a uberly talented guy he's very instinctual interceptions um, reading route concepts he he's just a football player and you can tell he's been playing corner a very long time because he's such a aware guy um but you know, on a flip corner of that is that, you know, he may have some athletic limitations. So this, this is a player that I've seen in, in person, right? And when I say athletic limitations, I mean that he's more probably leaning towards the 4-5-5 five, five range and a 40-yard dash time than maybe that 4-3 range that we've used to seeing from elite cornerback. So I think that's the part where, you know, it comes into question. But this is also another football player that has had limited playing time. He played a good bit his freshman year. Last year he had the shoulder injury to where he had to come out. So seeing him go to Alabama from LSU, we know he's going to be in, like, it's bright lights every every game, right? It doesn't matter if Alabama's playing Northwest, South, Illinois State. You know, I don't even know if that's a real college, but, you know, it's going to be on ESPN, right? And, and somebody's going to watch. So he's going to be in some, some situations to where he's playing man to man and we'll be able to see exactly how he can turn those hips, run, and run against some of those, you know, Stay with some of those good athletes in the SEC.
0: Yeah, I think that's what gets me excited about him is he's gonna be tested in every imaginable way. We'll know what this guy's made of. There won't be any doubt about uh, how he's gonna be challenged at the college level. And Obviously, I'm really excited to see, to see him. I think we've got we got three first round corners out of the SEC this year when you look at Keeley Ringo from Georgia, Rick's from Alabama, yeah. and then my guy Cam Sutton from South Carolina. One player that tends to be a little polarizing, and maybe that's surprising to some people, but within our own staff, Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama. Um, you're the one that did the deep dive, you, and, and after doing the deep dive, you, you gave him the first-round grade. You put him number six on your ballot. What is it about Bryce Young that has you buying in on this player?
2: Is it's which what you ask of Bryce Young, right? Like if you're you're asking your quarterback to distribute the football, um, display high level IQ, when when there's chaos around him, not to panic and just make the correct decision, right? Then Bryce Young's your guy. I, I think the issue is that the size. We've seen this guy in person. Everybody knows he's not very big. He's not very tall, and he doesn't have a whole lot of body mass to go along with that, right? But like I said, it, it matters as far as what you're asking your quarterback to do. So, man, watching the film, I was extremely impressed. There were a lot of, of busts along this offensive line as far as picking up you know, picking up blitzers, um, correctly exchanging, um, you know, tackle defensive and stunts. And there were a lot of free rushers at Bryce Young. But I, there was no point in watching the game, and I, I pretty much watched damn near every game, there was no point in the game where I felt that Bryce looked overwhelmed, right? Like even in those games where he didn't play well, the, the Auburn game, the LSU game, when it came down to it, he made the winning plays. Like he took his team down the field against Auburn, to score the, the, the touchdown to, you know, send them to overtime, right? So I love the fact that he's always cool, calm, and collected. And we, we've we gotten a known personality rise, right? Like he's a very laid back guy. And it's just a matter of if you choose to take the optimistic view or the pessimistic view about that, right? Like do you want a guy with more fire? But more fire may mean he's more emotional. You may end up with you a, a Baker Mayfield-esque Player on your hands, right? When things can go extremely well, they can go extremely the other way, right? But Bryce Young just always seemed to be cool, calm, collected. So that's one thing I definitely appreciated about him watching the film. Like he, he just, he just had that point guard type, you know, feel to him, which, would, which I really enjoyed.
0: Well, I, I, and I don't doubt that ability to be the point guard. But as we separate trucks from trailers, right? Like guys that you can win because of, or guys that you can win with. It? Trucks and trailers, baby. Come on now, like, like if if I just to kind of push back a little bit here to challenge you here for the sake of hopefully some yeah, good conversation. Bryce Young, right? Okay, short, lean, average arm strength, okay athlete, maybe slightly above average athlete. Does he have an edge? Like, what what are we clinging to here? What's the trump card? What's going to happen here when? I need my team to rally behind this individual, this quarterback, to be that alpha for my offense and for my football team. Am I going to get that from Bryce Young, or, or are there going to be some some concessions that I have to make to have the cerebralness that he offers as a quarterback?
2: All right, so I, I think it goes into what, what are some of the more important traits in a quarterback, right? Like you can have, you know, the big arm, you can run a 4-4, but if you simply just don't make good decisions, then – how much can you help me at the end of the day? And then how, how many times, and, you know, Joe, you with the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills guy. How many times have Josh Allen made a wrong play right? just by making the right decision. You kind of get what I'm saying? Like when there, when there are free blitzes or things doesn't go his way, you know, the, the simple ability to take off and, and turn a first and 10 to a second and two, keep your offers on schedule. That means everything for a drive versus going from second and two nine, second and 14, because you know, you've tried to do something crazy. So. I I got that from Bryce Young that you know that you know what he's just going to make the right decision. Then I'll say this: if this was two thousand two and we you know we haven't had any, um, I guess there hasn't been any examples of of smaller quarterbacks winning in the NFL. I would have way more concerns, right? But the game is just simply different now. Like this, this spread RPO type offense. I think it allows for your quarterback just to be more of a point guard. And when he has to be the the, the 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 small forward and, you know, just put everything on his back, he just has to simply distribute the football to guys. And I think that's what Bryce Young does at a high level.
0: Guys, it's all about confidence when it comes to the bedroom. Sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect your performance and the, and ruin the fun for both you and your partner. BlueChew.com to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED, and because Blue Chew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done Online. If you don't like swallowing pills, that's fine. No problems here. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable and they're made in the USA, so they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. We got a deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Believe. That's BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping at bluechew.com. Again, promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to try your first month for free.
1: Flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more. With crisp highs and precisely balanced bass, breeze-through setup with the help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. And when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all of your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to learn more.
0: Keith, I'm not going to lie to you. I have money on Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama, to win the Heisman Trophy this year. I mean, I think this guy is an unbelievable talent. He's going Alabama. to Alabama. Yeah. Bro, the production's going to be there. This guy's a phenomenal football player. Jameer Gibbs, number 17 on our list. Tell the listeners about what this guy offers.
2: Yeah, I, I say double down on that bit, right? Um, because it's, it's Alabama, you know, the other contenders are you possibly C.J. Stroud, you know, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba, Bryce Young. But we know that it's hard for, um, you know, for players to win it twice, especially back-to-back years, right? Yeah. Um, So Jameer, I think he's going to be the featured guy. He's going to touch the ball 25 to, 30 to you know, 30 times a game when you're talking about running the football, plus his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I Like, listen, I need people to understand, like, it's not just – um, you know, typical running back to the flats. You know, his little swing route. Like this can, this guy can run routes and and, and catch forty yard passes down the field. And I think that's going to make him special. Um, I've watched the rest of this Alabama offense, so um, I know how important Jameer Gibbs is going to be to this offense. But I think he's going to be somebody that's heavily relied upon. His running style, I likened it to Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I think he's one of those explosive runners that when he gets in a gap it's like he he overwhelms second level defenders with strictly his speed right like he gets past them before they realize you know he's coming in his hole so I I, I think man Joe Marino that's a good bet baby that's a damn good bet right there um you know I, I wish that Texas was a betting state so I can place a bet but unfortunately <laughs> it is not um uh, but I I man Jameer Gibbs is a baller everybody needs to be very aware of this guy um, because he he can flat out get things done.
0: Yeah, I was really – I watched him the other night. I, I just – it's the blend of the burst, the quickness, the receiving ability, the pass-blocking ability, and then he's got, like, some power and some real competitiveness yeah. about him and contact balance that – you know, he's not the he's not like Najee Harris or anything like that. He's 5'10", 205, 210, something like that. But this guy's just tough to tackle, and he's really explosive, man. I, I was – having a good time watching Jameer Gibbs. A player that I know you like a lot, Keith, you've been on him for a couple of years, is Henry To'o To'o the linebacker from Alabama. You're a big fan. And tell everybody why they should be as well.
2: Man, first of all, instincts. It um, is it is underrated and unspoken of, of linebackers, right, and how their instincts playing in a box. Like every, every player that plays linebacker doesn't have great instincts. And I think it's one of those positions, um, you know, in defense to where it's kind of overlooked now. Everybody's like, okay, well, if he's not big enough to play D-line and he's not fast enough to play defensive back, put him at linebacker. But man, to get real high level linebacker play, you have to have those instincts. And that's exactly what Henry Henry Tolto has, right? Like, man, this guy plays downhill. He scrapes, um, you know, scrape over blockers. Um, I mean, he's also a violent guy. He's probably only 235 pounds, um, but he's violent, right? Like, he's I call him a full body tackle, meaning that he's not a guy that's just trying to, um, you know, wrap you up with his arms like he's putting his body on top of your body. It's full contact and he's trying to drive you back. So I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, we've I watched Henry Jones today. Right. So um, obviously, Florida plays Alabama and I, he flashed again to me. Right. I've watched Henry Tolto plenty of times, but he flashed again. Like he was playing. Um, they were running a traditional option play to where, you know, the quarterback and the pitch, man. And toe, shut the play down by himself. He played both the quarterback, the pitch man, strung it all the way out to the sideline, forced Emory Jones to pitch the ball and made the, the tackle on a, on a running back. So, I, like, that's the things that make this guy special. I think right now he's flying under the radar because linebacker isn't necessarily a sexy position. But, man, this dude is a flat-out baller. I, I think comparing him to last year, I think he'd have been a first linebacker off the board last year mm. if he'd have came out.
0: Well, there's a strong take there. Um, we got some good linebackers uh, this year as well. Trenton Simpson from Clemson. We've got Noah Sewell from Oregon in our top 25 to go with Henry To'o Toho. Uh, we also have a bunch of wide receivers, and a guy that I know that you're pretty high on, uh, our number 22 player, is Quinton Johnson, wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, I personally haven't seen this player yet, but I've heard you talk about him plenty. Why don't you inform everybody about what uh, they can expect from the Horn Frog, Quinton Johnson?
2: A big guys that can move and we know how rare that's becoming I, I, the, wire, the NFL they they have trends right and I think right now one of the trends in the NFL is smaller wide receivers like you know just those 6 foot 190 pound guys um, but Quinn Johnson is 6 for 215 right but he can, he can go. He can roll. He can separate from defenders. There's a guy that can take it vertical over the top. Um, I say that he plays above the rim, meaning that, man, if the ball is up there, he's not waiting for it to come down for him. He's jumping over those defenders and going get that football. So he, I, I love him in 50-50 contested situations. I feel like he turns those 50-50 situation into 90-10 type situations. Um, and then also, what big guys usually don't see that that kind of quick twitch athleticism, right? Like how many times do we talk, Joe? And it's, and it's one of those situations, like he's a big guy. Um, He has to build up speed. You know, we talk about it like that. But, mm-hmm. man, Quentin Johnson, the, the speed can be immediately. He accelerates. So they'll throw him a quick screen out there. And, man, he can catch the ball and get vertical upfield. So I, I was thoroughly impressed with this guy. Um, You know, he just very impressive. I, I, I think – like I said, comparing him to last year's draft, I, he would have been a fringe first rounder last year. So I, I don't know how this wide receiver draft is going to end up panning out, but I fully expect him to be in the running as far as one of those top four, or top five wide receivers in the uh, in the draft class. Uh,
0: last guy that you had from your region in the top 25, Florida interior defensive lineman, Gervin Dexter. And, um, you know, we, We've been needing some interior defensive linemen in recent years, right? It's been kind of a a, a barren situation since that 2019 class that had Quinn Williams and Jeffrey Simmons and Ed Oliver and Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence and all those guys. Is uh, Gervin Dexter going to be a guy that you know we we can think about as a first round player and and can finally provide us with a, a really exciting defensive tackle prospect?
2: Yeah. So we I, we talked about this. When, a couple of weeks ago, and I think he's right in the same exact spot that Jordan Davis was last year. Remember, like Jordan Davis was—he was a name that was relevant, right? But I don't think anybody knew for sure that he was going to be a first rounder. You know, was he a top ten guy? Like nobody knew for sure. They just knew that Georgia had this really big interior defensive tackle, and let's see how everything else pans out. I think Gervon Dex is in the same exact situation. This uh, guy six five, three hundred and. Thirty pounds, um, but I think he moves better than Jordan Davis. I think I think he's a, a real fluid player. Um, you'll see him, you know, when ball carriers kind of get to the outside. He's a guy that can flip his hips and 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 hit that pursuit angle and run straight down the line of scrimmage. So I was thoroughly impressed with him. Um, he seemed to be a high technician as far as stopping the run. He seems stout in his lower half and then getting after the quarterback. He flashed that he can, you know, do it on a, on a on a high level. I just want him to be more consistent at it, right? Like we're talking about 6'5", 300 pounds. Um, this is a guy that you want to be a game changer, like not just relevant, not just there. Um, you know, you want him to be a game changer. And I, I think it'll be very interesting as this season unfolds, where does he fall? Because, you know, we watched Jordan Davis and we knew how, that kind of roller coaster about him and, you know, the projection of him kind of unfolded and, you know, how important he was to the defense versus, you know, his stats, right? Or, or how many snaps was Jordan Davis on the field? So I, I think it'll be interesting because we're, we're talking about two big body defensive tackles in the same exact conference. Um, you mentioned that this is not a very strong defensive tackle class. So I think it's going. It, we're, we're going to have to see how this unfolds, but I like Gervon Dexter for sure right now.
0: I'm excited to watch him a little bit more in depth. Uh, If people want to pay more attention to Keith Sanchez, you should follow him on Twitter at the talent code. There's also the podcast with Damian Parson, the talent factor podcast, Keith, tell the draft dudes listeners about talent factor.
2: Yeah. So you guys y'all handle majority. NFL football, right? So we 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 wanted to take the different sector, different lane, and we're going to talk some college football. Um, and so we we plan on obviously you know watching the games on the weekends and then just talking ball like the biggest takes that come away from that. I think everybody else tells what happened. We plan on telling why it happened, right? And I think that's very um important for us. So I think it'll be a fun listen. It isn't going to be you know strict, right? Like everybody's gonna have a good time. We're gonna have some some really hot takes on there. But I think it's gonna be fun. I think college football at its very essence is is culture. It's supposed to be fun. Um you're supposed to enjoy it at the end of the day. And I think that's exactly what the talent factor podcast is.
0: Uh Keith Sanchez, Damian Parson, two of my favorite guys to talk football with. They've combined for a podcast. It's a must-listen <laughs> the talent factor. Wherever you're listening to draft dudes subscribe to the Talent Factor, and add it to your rotation. Keith, appreciate you hopping in here on National Moon Day, National Lollipop Day, and uh, we'll have to hook up again real soon and get you back on here to talk prospects.
2: Man, uh, whenever National uh, Whiskey Day is, that's when I'll I'll, I'll come (laughs) back.
0: All right, well, we'll look it up and make sure that happens. Keith Sanchez, everybody, make sure you follow him on Twitter, the Talent Factor podcast, obviously, Senior NFL Draft Analyst at thedraftnetwork.com. That is going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Tomorrow, Kyle Krabs is back. He's going to tell you about the premier players from his region in our top 25. And then Friday is takes on takes. So a lot of good stuff coming the rest of this week here on Draft Dudes. Make sure that you're subscribed. Have a great rest of your day. And we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.
1: Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in-app, or in-person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly.